Welcome to Living Intentionally with Elizabeth. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm inviting you to join me on a journey to find total wellness in mind, body, and spirit, as well as unbecoming anything that we're not in order to embody who we truly are. Each episode focuses on one specific area, and the goal is to provide thought-provoking ideas as well as easy-to-implement practices that you can start today. This is a place for compassionate self-development, and I am so happy to have you here with me. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so happy to have you here as always. Today, as you can tell, I want to talk about living intentionally. Shocker. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping to just dive a bit deeper into what that actually means. It's a bit of a buzz term. I throw it around a lot, obviously, but I just want to talk a bit more about what that means to me and maybe how we can start living intentionally ourselves. Uh, As well, I'm also going to be providing some really cool tips um, and tactics on how to start living intentionally um, and living on purpose. So let's get into it. Living intentionally, as I just kind of hinted at, to me is about living on purpose. It's about doing small things every day that you are doing for a certain reason. And when all those things add up, uh, you get a life lived how you want it to be lived. Many of us are on autopilot a lot of the time. Uh, We go about our days doing the same things we've always done day after day. Um, Something like 95% of the thoughts we had today are the same as the ones we had yesterday. Um, We might not even realize how much we are on autopilot at all times. You know what, though? It is not our fault. Our brains are literally wired to do this. Our brains want to make our lives easier uh, because they're amazing and they want to look out for us. Um, they're f- const- my, our brains are find- finding shortcuts constantly to clear up mental space for other things. So think about when you first learned to drive a car. At least when I first learned to drive a car, it was very stressful. And you're always thinking about, okay, I have to, you know, 10 and 2. I have to look at my rear view mirror, look at the side mirror, push on the gas. Okay, lift off the gas, push on the brake, put your turn signal on. Like all of this just to change a lane. (laughs) Um, And we were constantly thinking about each and every one of the steps that had to be done every second you're driving. And now um, it's you know, second nature. You get in your car and you do all the right things. Still, you're still looking and you're still putting your blinker on, I hope. Um, And you know when to push gas and when to push brakes. Um, But you're not thinking about it. Your brain has created neural pathways um, that allow you to just do this automatically and move on with your life and think about bigger and better things. And it's incredible. It's an incredible process that we're able to do. Um, So I mentioned neural pathways. I am no scientist, but (laughs) I have a very basic understanding. Um, 
And I think that the car example is a great example. Uh, when we learn something new and we practice over and over and over, our neural pathways um, become more ingrained. They become deeper and deeper. And we do um, a lot of these things without even having to consciously think about it. I like to think of it as well as sledding down a hill in winter. You get your sled, there's fresh snow on this hill. You're the first one to go down. Um, So you get on your sled and you slide down and you could go any way, right? Like it could just, you don't know where on the hill it's going to go. You know you're going to go down, but it could go left, right, anywhere. And let's say it's a, it ends up being a really busy day at this hill and a lot of people end up coming and sledding down. Um, your original path, um, now when the second person goes, it's a little bit easier for them to follow your path. Um, they still might go off, right? They could still do their own thing, but it's a little bit more likely that they'll follow at least similar to your path and on and on. So now let's pretend that you show up at the end of a season where this hill has like, it's the best hill in your neighborhood to go sledding. (laughs) Everyone wants to go. Everyone goes every day that there's snow and you go on the last day um, that there's great snow on the hill. So by now there have been thousands of people going down this hill and it is ingrained like you, it's like a luge. (laughs) You can only go down this one path because it's so ingrained. So many people went over it over and over again. And even if they were kind of off a little bit, eventually you get that one um, deep, it's not a river because it's snow, but one deep path where you're gonna go. So really that is how I understand neural pathways. And so when you're first starting something new, you know, you could go off the path and it's easy to kind of maybe forget about it um, or go on a different path. But when you go over and over in a similar way, eventually it becomes so ingrained that there's almost no choice but to keep going in that same way. So the same thing can be said for our habits. If I always have a coffee in the morning, which I do, (laughs) the day that I decide not to, I have a headache and I am grumpy and I don't like it, to be (laughs) frank, Um, because that is what I do every day. Or if I try to drive a car in... England, um, I'm going to be really stressed because everything that I have learned to do and my neural pathway on how to drive is now opposite. So it takes a, it's very confusing. It takes a lot longer. Um, maybe it's stressful, all that stuff. So that's a long way of saying (laughs) habits, um, and things that we do out of habit are because our brains are wired this way. So it might seem daunting now. Like, oh, well, I have all these neural pathways. They're all ingrained in my head. Like, this is just who I am now. And 
I happily say that is not true um, because if you are a rebel on this hill and you decide to start on the same path as all the other sledders, but you really try really hard to just do a sharp right, eventually over and over, you will make that sharp right and you will make your own path. Um, It is harder. It takes more work. It takes more effort, but it's possible. It's not impossible by any means. Um, So that's the good news is that even though it takes work, we can start to change those pathways and to create brand new ones. Um, This is where the word intentional comes in. It has to be an intentional, continual decision every day. And that's how habits are made. Um, We've probably all heard about, you know, it takes 21 days to make a new habit. Um, And we all know that by definition, a habit is something that you do often and you have to practice it often for it to become second nature, to become a habit. So my goal with my journey to intentional living is to decide every day how I want to live my life and ensure that I do something about it. I ask myself things like, what can I do today to get me to my goal? Whatever the goal is. Um, Or if I'm making a decision, you know, will this get me closer to my goal or will it take me farther away or stay the same? Uh, At first, this uses a lot more brain capacity. It is tiring. It's repetitive. It's not easy. But eventually, those neural pathways start to get a bit deeper. Your habits start to become the ones that you intentionally put there. So if I, you know, am starting to think about my daily habits and maybe just how many times a day I think a negative thought or, um, you know, if I'm trying to be more active, um, then I'm noticing that let's just say every day after work, I come home and I put on Netflix. So then my goal is to, every time I have a negative thought, think about the thought. Um, or every time I come home from work, And before sitting down on the couch, think about, okay, can I take a walk or can I, you know, whatever movement happens to be for you. And it's hard, like at the end of a day and you're used to sitting on the couch for maybe a couple hours, it's definitely not easy to just go for a walk or do a workout instead. But eventually, um, that will become the habit. So actively choosing your habits and what becomes autopilot for you is what living intentionally is. And I can say from my short experience, but experience nonetheless, that focusing on a specific habit or two or whatever, um, eventually those become your second nature. And there are things I do now for example, journaling that I never did before. Um, I know I talk about journaling so much <laughs> and maybe it's annoying, but I never, like when I was younger, I would start a brand new journal just for like fun, but I would never write about my feelings or my day or 
working through stuff. Um, this is super recent in the last couple of years. So, but now, now that I've done it and I've consciously made that a habit, um, I have my journal all the time and I write in it. And when I'm, let's say stressed or excited, I go to grab it. That's my, um, first kind of instinct response is to grab that because I made it a habit on purpose. Um, so that's just what I'm saying. Your habits start to become the ones that you intentionally put there rather than, um, habits that maybe are put there by accident, um, or just, you've always done things this way. Um, but I think that it's worth noting and thinking about habits that we can start to intentionally and purposefully do, um, small things, right? Every day. Um, but when they add up, they add up to this amazing intentional life that you want to be living. Now, just quickly, um, one specific habit that I think that you should implement if you're trying to live more intentionally is just trying to live more in the moment and thinking about your thoughts and your actions. Um, being the observer behind your thoughts and intentionally um, being in the moment when you're doing something. So when you're drinking your morning coffee, are you thinking about what you have to do that day or you're worrying about the future or blah, blah, blah? Or are you looking at your coffee as you drink it and saying, wow, this coffee is delicious. It's making me feel energized. Um, I am doing a a mini series on my Instagram stories about this and just little ways that you can add more intention into your day. But I think that um, the coffee one is a really quick, easy example. As well, um, if you have to take medication for anything, um, taking that medication with the intention that it's healing you or fixing you, fixing whatever it needs to be fixing, um, you know, we all know about the placebo effect, and I did talk about this on my stories as well, but in many studies where there were two groups of people who have the same issue, one of half of them were given the actual pill to make them feel better, and the other half were given a placebo, which is really just a sugar pill, a pill with nothing in it. They were all told that they got the this amazing medication. They all thought that they were getting the good stuff. And they found, they find over and over again that the people who only received the placebo did almost as well, and in some cases just as well, as the people who actually got the medicine. Think about that for a second. That is crazy to me because that is proof that our minds are so powerful So if we know that, we can apply it to our daily life and know that our thoughts dictate what's going to happen to us. If we focus on um, when we eat food, thinking about how nutritious it is, um, or taking a pill for something and thinking about it going through your body and healing you and fixing whatever it's supposed to be fixing... um, 
or exercising and saying to yourself, I'm, I'm so strong. I feel energized. I feel strong. I feel, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, and just by doing that, you're in the moment, which we all need to do more of, including myself. And you're also purposefully pointing your thoughts towards your desired outcome. And that's simply all it takes. So, you know, it's not only the habits that I was talking about um, a few minutes ago, but also implementing this specific habit of being in the moment a little bit more and being the observer behind your thoughts and and controlling a little bit what you're thinking and what you're doing in order to live um, in a more intentional way. Okay, so now I want to talk about a tactic um, that will help you start actually doing some of this stuff. Um, And of course, like I always say, I like to include something like this that is an actionable item, a realistic, small, bite-sized tip, because it's easy enough to say, you know, I want to live intentionally and I want to have only amazing habits that I put there on purpose and I'm an amazing human that never um, does a bad habit like that's you know that's one thing to say and that one is unrealistic but two it's you can't just jump right into that and I'm learning that taking bite-sized tips and implementing slowly is really the way to go so that brings me to wanting to talk about the tactic, habit stacking. Um, Like the name suggests, really all it is, um, if you've heard of it, great. If you haven't, that's okay. It's really cool. The name kind of gives it away a little bit, but it's really just stacking two habits together. It's taking one thing that you already do, a habit that you already have down pat, or just something that's already built into your day that you like to do, and pairing it with a habit that you'd like to form. And the idea behind it is that by pairing them together, your new habit is way more likely to um, stick. So I have a great couple of examples. Uh, The first one is watching Netflix. I think we all love to do it. And um, I think we all know how easy it is to binge on Netflix. Um, like shows will put up put up a whole season at once and like you better believe I'm gonna watch it all in the first couple days (laughs) um so I have a friend who a little while ago did this and um did this habit stacking technique and I really want to share it because I think it's the perfect example um she and I were both really into this show Wentworth which if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's really good. Watch it. Um, but she said, you know, I could easily just watch, like spend a whole evening watching episode after episode. Um, and she also, uh, so she didn't want to do that. And she also wanted to start using her treadmill more. So what she did was she parked the treadmill in front of her television and gave herself the parameter that Whenever she watched Wentworth, she had to be on the treadmill. Like you had to be walking or running on the treadmill if you want to watch Wentworth. And 
like many shows, there's cliffhangers at the end of many episodes in Wentworth. So that will keep you walking for sure. Um, but so, you know, each episode's 45 minutes. So that's 45 minutes of activity that she might not have gotten otherwise. And she was still watching her show. So why this is so effective is she already liked the show. We already like watching Netflix. Let's pair that with something to hit bir- two birds with one stone. Um, this is like multitasking 2.0. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. I think it's genius. So she's obviously going to want to keep watching the show. And if she has her treadmill right in front, she knows that, you know, I'm going to have to walk or run, um, or a mix if I want to watch the show. So I think that's a perfect example. And even if you don't have a treadmill in your house, like maybe you have a bike or whatever, um, if you have a piece of a, of workout equipment, that's awesome. Move it in front of the TV or maybe to the side if you're watching TV with somebody else, don't block their view. But I think that that is an awesome way to get in some activity. Even if you don't have um, equipment like that, like I don't, but I like, I'll get my steps by walking around while I'm watching TV. Or maybe you want to do squats or make it into a fun game. Like, um, I know, like, watching back in the day, watching Scandal. And every time she'd say it's handled or whatever, you can make it like into a fun game that you have to do 10 squats, something like that to still allow you to watch the show you want, but um, you're getting something accomplished at the same time. So if being more active is your goal, that is a great way to start to think about that. Um, So think about even like, okay, this one episode, I'm going to do X. Uh, and see where it goes from there because you have to like it and you have to want to do it and you'll find what works for you. Another example is maybe you want to read more books or you have this book you're dying to read, but you just don't have time. Maybe it's a podcast. Um, may I suggest audiobook because, um, I mean, there's audio versions of, I think, every book, most books. Um, and think about during your day times that you could maybe habit stack. So maybe you have to do your dishes and you have to clean your kitchen or cook dinner or take your dog for a walk. I have to do all those things and um, they just have to get done. So it's not necessarily something I like, but it's already a habit I have. It's already something I do. I do it. It always gets done, you know? So when I'm doing those things, maybe it's 10 minutes here and half an hour here, but I can play that podcast or that audiobook at the same time, gaining more knowledge, more insight, all that fun stuff while I'm getting chores done. Um, it's easy enough to pop in headphones while I take my dog for a walk and get another little bit of my audiobook done or my podcast. Um, so that's just another little example of habit stacking. Um, my last little tidbit will be, and you've probably heard this before, but write it down. Writing down your goals and your intentions makes it so much more likely that you'll follow through. I don't know the science behind it. Um, I don't know why, but I do know it works. If you write it down, somehow it becomes more real. Like go analog, get a paper 
piece of paper and a pen or a pencil or a marker or whatever and write down your intentions. Um, it, let's just say you want to start going on the treadmill when you watch Wentworth. Great. Write that down and say, whenever I watch Wentworth, I'm going to be walking on the treadmill or I'm going to be walking in place or I'm going to be doing squats or bicep curls with my cans of tomato soup. Like it could literally be anything, um, but write it down. And then at the very least, like you're at least getting more time that you're not sitting um, because especially these days, like many of us, including myself working from home, I'm sitting right now um, and then I go and if I watch TV, I'm sitting down there and then I go to bed. Like I'm never standing unless I actively do it. So at the very least, if you're getting up while you're watching your latest episode of your show, I think that's a win. So as usual, I hope that this inspired you and I hope it made you think a little bit about living intentionally, living on purpose, what that means to you. Um, what you want your life to look like and how you can start small today in creating those habits. Um, again, it, it has to be an intentional, continual decision every day. Um, but eventually things get easier and easier and eventually they become a second nature to you. So if you found any of this interesting or if you have any comments or questions you wanted to share with me, please send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear it. Um, And if you tried any of these things, let me know. Um, I'd love to hear your habit stacking um, experience and if it worked for you. So I'm sending you all my love and all my good vibes and I hope you have a great day.